So I'd been dropped in a bucket of his love. <laughs> I'd been covered and surrounded. And then he goes, I'm more than my words. Like I'm present, I'm here. This is The Unseen Story, firsthand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to Ava's story, Made to Worship. Hey you guys, in a couple of weeks we're going to be doing a Q&A episode. If you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out via Instagram, Facebook, or send us an email at theunseenstory at gmail.com. Ever since I was young, I, I knew I like I loved being in church. I liked, I didn't know why I liked being there, but it was a safe place. So I remember at seven going to the altar and like giving my life, being like, okay, Jesus, I have Jesus now. I'm eat crackers and drink some juice. And and that was the first first time I can remember like accepting the Lord into my heart. And just kind of going, just kind of throughout that from like seven to maybe 13, facing a lot of different things, which is wild. Uh, being homeless, uh, having like my mom being in and out of like, they're called like, not half, I think they're called halfway houses, but like women's shelters and things, just moving around, um, that kind of thing. And I was searching for like purpose and like a reason to be alive because I couldn't see it. And I remember going home one night and I was like, okay, God, people, they, I mean, I guess when they feel like this, they either give you an ultimatum or I need you to like show up or something, but I'm, I guess I'm, I'm going to commit suicide. I don't have a reason to live and no one's asking me to, seems like I'm unwanted in all the spaces and I don't, I don't get it. I was like, I need you to like show up or this is my alternative like something has to happen and for the first time like I was sure that I heard God and he goes will you live for me and I I was like well yeah of course thanks that's all I needed I didn't know what he wanted me to do I didn't but no one have I didn't feel like anyone had asked me had like asked me that and I was like okay and like from that moment on I was like I went to FCA camp the next week and I like gave my life to Jesus I got filled with the Holy Spirit and it was like my life is sold out to one person so those years I was just like 15 16 in high school not realizing that because I was like consuming my Bible and like spending time with the Lord and like wanting to know the Lord the only thing that came out of my mouth was 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 God <laughs> was was love I remember sitting at this table in high school with these girls and I'm like and I just looked up for, I was sitting there I was like have you guys ever been in love and I started talking about like love and I was infatuated with first Corinthians 13 like I, and I just, I'm telling them, and I'm not preaching. I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, I'm preaching to these guys. It is just literally the only thing that will come out of my mouth. And they're, like, looking at me, and they're, like, Ava, you should write a book. Mind you, I'm, like, 16. <laughs> I'm, like, 16, just super passionate about Jesus and being loved and seeing how, like, now I'm full of joy and now I'm full of light and and it's fresh. And even, I, even my teenage years have, like, shifted to just – they're they're I'm devoted to this man and this this love uh so I graduated from high school I ended up going getting getting a degree in like arts and religious study I passed 
I don't, I don't know how much I got out of that though, because I was only interested in knowing, <laughs> I just wanted to know God. Like I, that was all I was interested in. And I went to CFNI and I ended up at Sagu. But 2011, I was going to go on my first trip to Thailand and first missions trip ever. I'd never been out of the country. So the last thing I did um, before I left was go to a Labor Day picnic with my mom, my brother, my sister, and it was so fun. It was so beautiful. It was the first time we'd gotten together in a while. And before I left, I was like Facebooking my mom. And like, we just were, she had sent me this whole long letter about how she was proud of me and how uh, how she looked up to me. And even though she didn't say it a lot, she just was proud of me. I was like the first one to like be in, be in a like uh, a university, like a college, college. Like they'd went to college, like done community college, like but no one had ever, had ever finished and no one had ever like been to an actual university. And so I was the first one there. Um, so I just remember thinking on the way there, cause she was super funny on the way there. Like me, I was with my friend Marlene, we were on the plane and just going there being like, wow, I love my mom. Like for the first time in years, like I just genuinely like, just love her. Like, and that was a miracle. That was that was a miracle that there was no, it was just, I just love this lady. Um, and so we get to Thailand and we were teaching kids English in the day and we'd teach them and we'd do like vacation Bible school at night. And it was it was so fun. We, we had a good time. I, I went to sleep and then all of a sudden I just woke up. Pause, I forgot to tell a part of this story. Rewind, before I go, went to Thailand, the week before I had, had, I was walking through our campus and I was just like, God, I'm super excited about Thailand. I was just talking to the Lord. Like I would walk and talk to the Lord. Again, something no one taught me. I just, you're there and why not talk to you? And I'm walking and I'm talking. And then this moment where I felt the Lord, like, just like, Hey, like go, like go left. Let's go to this space. And I went to this place on campus and I'm standing there and all of a sudden I just feel this like, wrap around like wind and like presence just come around me and it was almost like the biggest man in the world like hugged me and put his arms around me and I like hit my knees and I just started crying and I was just like thanks God that was so nice <laughs> that was so kind of you like and I'm like weeping I'm like and he goes I want you to know that I'm always surrounding you this way like I'm always surrounding you this way and I was like okay Oh, wow. Like it wasn't, I just had an encounter with the Lord. And, um, so back in to Friday night where I woke up, um, I kind of prayed a little bit and went back to sleep the next night. The same thing happened. I woke this time I was ready. I woke up, I just put in my MP3 and I'm listening to Misty Edwards. Jesus, here I am your favorite one. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? I have to know. So I'm just like listening and I'm like, okay, we're just worshiping because apparently I'm supposed to be awake. So I'm awake and my uh, my leader comes in and she goes, she goes, Hey, Ava, someone's on the phone for you. It was my uncle. He was like, Hey, Ava, like, I'm sorry to call you. And then he starts crying. He's like, we're at the hospital. And I'm like, Oh goodness. What did, what did my sister do? Because it would have been something my sister did. Um, cause she was the wild one and I was just ready for it. And they were just like, no, no, no. And then he started crying and I was just like, and then my brother gets on the phone. He goes, Hey, Ava, I'm at the hospital. And I have to identify mom's body. And I was like, what? He said, 
yeah, mom passed away. And I was just like, why, why would you call me and tell me something like that? Do you know how late it is? You, why are you joking like this? This is, this is a terrible joke. And for about 10 minutes, I thought he was joking until I had to remember that I was in another country and it was really hard to get a hold of me. I said, what happened? And he told me she was staying in this, uh, it's kind of, it's not a homeless shelter, but it's like a place where like people stay when they want to like get their life on track as far as like um, paying off their debt and like, and it's a free place to stay so that you pay off your debt, you get a job. And so it was a thing, she, a step she was taking to like improve her life. And uh, my niece was with her and she was about to get in the shower and they said she had sat down in a chair and she just passed away. And they said it was congestive heart failure. And my mom was, my mom was 41. I got off the phone and I, I got off the phone. I went to the bathroom and I was like, this is not real. God, this is not real. I did, and I was like, Lord, I don't have any why this happened type questions because this is not actually real. And I sat there and I cried and I went outside to the front yard of this place we were staying in the country and I put my earbuds back in and I turned on the Misty Edwards song I was listening to. And once again, that wraparound presence, that big hug was there. And he was like, I'm still here. And like, like, didn't even say anything. I just felt it. Like the same thing that happened in that place on my campus happened again. And I felt people praying for me. And I didn't feel alone. And I didn't feel by myself. And I didn't feel like the the end of the world, it was, it was, it was sad and it was a hard moment, but I felt every bit of God and every bit of like people like church family there with me. And when I get back to the, got back to the States, people say, we were praying for you. And I'll tell them, I felt you. I felt it. Like I felt that I didn't once feel neglected or alienated because, because I knew, I knew the nearness of God. Um, and so I, so the next day, like we're supposed to tell testimonies at this church, and then I was going to go home. Um, so this was like May, May 7th, May 7th. My birthday was May 24th, um, and I was going to spend it there because uh, we were going to be there for three weeks. And um, I got up, and they were like, what testimony you wanted to tell? And I told this one like that had just happened. And, uh, and then I left, and my, friend, my leader, Faith, put me on my second international flight ever. So I get on the plane, um, I'm reading my Bible and I'm just reading first Peter or something. I'm reading my Bible and the stewardess comes up and he's like, he's like, what are you reading? And I'm just like, oh, you know, the Bible. And he's like, yeah, I used to believe in the Bible too. It's not worth much to me anymore. And I was like, yeah, I was like, life can be tough. And he was like, yeah. And he just kept talking. His name was Richard. And, uh, he ended up going back and he comes back and he, and the, actually the Lord had given me a letter to write to him. Uh, and so I write this letter to Richard because all the things the Lord was telling me. And I said, hey, Richard, he comes back. He gives me water. I said, hey, Richard, this is for you. I said, I feel like God told me to give this to you. And he goes, thanks. So I don't actually believe in like, God that much. And I'm like, it's okay. I think he still speaks. At the time I'm giving him the letter, he goes, so, so why are you on a plane by yourself back home? And I said, well, my mom just passed away and I was on a missions trip. And so I'm going back for her funeral. And he goes, oh my gosh. Cause kind of up into that moment, he was being a little 
little bit not the nicest. Like, not the nicest because I was reading the Bible. He was fine to me. He was just being a little, like, skeptical. And I, and I wasn't I wasn't paying too much attention. And he was just like, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can get you? Is there anything? And I was just like, no, Richard, it's okay. God's with me. Like, but here's your letter. So he goes back and he the flight ends. He didn't come back for a long time. <laughs> and he he reads the letter and he comes back and with this like <laughs> this complimentary like pack of like combs and things. It was like he couldn't find anything to give me, but he wanted to give me something. And I, I just took it and he was just like, I'm so sorry about your mom. And thank you for the letter because it said everything that I've been asking about for the last three years. And I'm gonna go to church on Sunday and I'm gonna pray. And I was like, I'm gonna be praying. He said, I'm gonna be praying for you. And I was just like, thanks Richard. And he was just like, it'll be okay. And it was just so, it's so interesting, the turn of, turn of events. And I was just like, wow. I was like, we're in the middle of a crisis and people are getting reconciled to the Lord. But what got me was what followed. I feel like sometimes we don't know how to handle death and those things. But I really felt like even after my mom's funeral, like my mom's funeral was beautiful. Me and my brother and sister, our family laughed a lot. So we, we laughed a lot. And so going into it, we spent the day before crying. And the next day, my mom was a worship leader and a worshiper. And she loved God. And we all loved God. And so at that funeral, we worshiped. My aunt prophesied over all my friends. We preached the gospel. People got saved. There were hundreds of people there. Um, and to the word, I'm guessing to everyone else, I had a friend in college with me go, that was the weirdest funeral that I've ever been to. It was the happiest funeral. And I was just like, what else are we going to do? Because someone had paid for the funeral arrangements and we didn't have any money. Like, it was me, my brother, and sister. We didn't have any money to do any of those things. And it was all taken care of. And it was kind of one of those situations where you're like, you can't help but think that this was God. Like, like think that he's, he's, he's fathering. He's taking care of all the things. Like, he's doing all the things. Like, we're not, we, are, we can't, I can't go why, God, why? Because whether she just kind of sat down and was tired like her mom or not, God is taking care of us. Um, I'm going to miss my mom. She's with the Lord. <laughs> and I had a series of dreams after that of her being with the Lord. And so I'm like, I'm certain she's in the best place ever. That was one of the, just one of the biggest, one of the biggest moments of my life. And that was when I got the, just that revelation of his nearness. So I'd been dropped in a bucket of his love. <laughs> I'd been covered and surrounded. And then he goes, I'm more than my words. Like I'm present. I'm here. I tell people all the time, the journey's worth it. I've walked up mountains. I've walked through valleys. And what I do know is that God is, he's there. And it makes a difference that he's there. Like even if he doesn't say or do anything, it makes a difference that he's there in our journey because I'm, I'm no longer the like 12 year old who is just kind of like wondering like what is this all about because I don't know what it's unto I don't know where it goes I don't know I don't know what the CD is going to be I don't know what the story is going to do but I know that the point is that he's there and I'm I that's one thing that I'm sure of 
And that's one thing that I, I tell people when they ask me, how have you stayed so, I have friends who like were in youth with me who come back and they go, how have you stayed so, how have you stayed burning? Like, why do you, how do you still have that? And I'm like, I almost lost it quite a few times, but then I figured out it wasn't about me. It was about him. It was about him still being there, still being himself. And like, as I grow, like my journey and my destination have everything to do with knowing that you're with me. And, and I'm, I'm taken by that. And I had a friend tell me on my birthday, they go, you're romantic, but you're like the Lord's romantic. And I'm just like, I've never heard that before. Cause I feel like Mary, like, Jesus, what are we doing at your feet today? Like, yeah, have all my life. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm a romantic for the Lord. I write plenty of love songs and I've never, <laughs> never experienced it with anybody but the Lord. And I'm just like, I'm just a romantic for Jesus. I never prayed to God. I learned to sing to God. I was about eight walking down the street and I just started singing and I started singing how I felt. And from there, I just sang. And so when I learned that God was listening, I would sing to God. And so I would just sing. And that's how I learned how to pray. Um, Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. If I can. I know there are days and times when I don't always feel your light. But help me to know that you're always near. And I know there are moments when my faith is fuzzy, but I really, really want to believe you're near. Help me believe you're close. Help me believe you're close. Near to me, God. Near to me, Father. Help me believe you're close. You never leave. I am convinced that you draw me in. Even when I'm far away, you never leave. And I am convinced that you're not far away. You're not far away. So wrap me in your arms again. Lord, wrap me in your arms again. Draw me closer, draw me nearer, wrap me in your arms again. Cause I need a hug again, and I need a hug again. Cause I know there are times when things don't feel bright, wrap me in your arms again. Wrap me in your arms again, near to me, God. Oh, near to me, God.
Thank you for listening. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what he wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org.